Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. Do, 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 do. I've already seen... Sorry, I don't know any other words, so I'm just going to go straight into talking. Count the headlights on the highway. No? No. Okay. Well, what were you going to say? Well, I've already seen people be, like, making all of these, like, wild... What? Like, being like, well, why can't you hear Britney more? Why hasn't Britney... Oh, is that what this was? Yeah. Yeah. Why hasn't Britney posted on her Instagram? Why hasn't... uh, She has been, and her Twitter. Well, see, I didn't fact check that. I was just like, these people are a bit wild. Imagine you're not fact checking. At least we admit when we don't fact check. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'll straight up. We say, should start a podcast. A so we've got this podcast, WTF is happening, the podcast. <laughs> Welcome. I'm Nick. And I'm Maddie. That was so seamless. I know, right? We have our hypothetical podcast called Tangents, where we just, you know, uh, mind vomit, word vomit. I think that's basically this one. Well, um, um, (laughs) we have, um, what was the podcast I thought of the other day? Oh, I can't remember. I thought of a fucking phenomenal screenplay idea. Oh, did you? For a rom-com. You don't share it here because everyone That's what I was going to say. Because I was just going through my notes to get ready for this episode and I saw it and I was like, oh, I want to tell Maddie so bad. (laughs) But I also don't want my intellectual property stolen. (laughs) We don't trust you all. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all of you, assuming there is multiple. Um, <laughs> no, I feel like our, our podcast has been slowly but steadily growing. I'm is happy it? with it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Anyway, love that for um, us. Hi everyone. Yeah. No, I I feel like she's she posted like a whole. Did she? Oh, like essay on Twitter yesterday about how happy Sexy. she is to be recording Aww. out of the conservatorship and stuff. That's so nice. Um, and then like the song itself, she's in the whole song. That's so nice. And I'm kind of gagged by how well their voices, like Elton Aww. John and Britney Spears, Sweet. meld. But then also, like, um, I shouldn't be surprised because Elton John was on Lady Gaga's latest album. Oh. Elton John. Signed from above. Really just out here living his I best life. So one sign from above. No? No. Chromatica's oh, so good. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I I read the other day that apparently um he's like <laughs> a trend forecaster. Iconic. There's an SNL sketch. Me every time anything happens. Yeah. There's an SNL sketch. <laughs> um, there's an SNL sketch that's um Bo and Yang and Eddie Bryant do like trend forecasting and mm-hmm. what's in and what's out. It's iconic. I'll try and link it, but we don't have access to those videos in Australia because we're not America. That's disgusting. <sighs> The nationalism has gone too far. Oh, that wasn't right. I was hoping that was going to be a toilet. I don't know why I thought that. What's intro outro? Oh. I thought that said Lightyear. I was like, I haven't watched that yet. (laughs) That's just the whole two-hour film. (laughs) Sad trombone? That's such a good drag name. 
Right? And every time you come on stage, it's like that a remix of that. literally what I was about to say. How iconic. Sounds like a um, 2013 YouTuber intro card. <laughs> it's too dangerous letting me be this close to the roadcaster. I know. It's fun, isn't it? <coughs> yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. hold me closer. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> nice. That's so good. Good for, good so for, fun. Good for Miss Brittany. Miss Brittany. Mm-hmm. It's Brittany, bitch. Boom, ba-doom, 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 ba-doom. <laughs> should I th- I'm telling you, we should be folly artists. We should be what? Sorry? Folly artists. What is that? You know, sound design. Like, oh. For, for movies. Like, like that um, lady who went viral this week prompt. doing the sex noises with a chair. Yeah, she does that. She goes viral every week. Love that for her. She did Avatar The Last Airbender. I swear we talked about this like two weeks ago. Maybe. Anyway, give me a prompt <laughs> and I'll make the noise. I bet I'll fucking kill it. A mouse dying. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to give that some applause. <gasps> oh my God. I kind of felt like, you know, um, in Harry Potter, the movies, when, when uh, Voldemort goes all breathy. And yeah. Like, <laughs> I felt like that. I yeah, I, you were channeling that. I, yeah, I could, I could see it. Which is ironic since his underling is the rat thing. Peter Pettigrew. I think that was a pretty loose connection, but I'll take it. Our third spin-off podcast, Loose Connections, <laughs> where, we, where we try and make segues into different topics and then rate the segue 10 out of 10. Between, uh, 10, out of 10? <laughs> 1 to 10. Everything gets a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. <laughs> we can do no wrong. Exactly. Imagine us not having written reviews. If we write down our reviews on a website, we could like... Become like Rotten Tomatoes reviewers. <laughs> right. And get like free advanced screenings of films and stuff. That'd be nice. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to put all that effort in. Um, <laughs> how are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. That's good. I'm in a good mood. Despite the odds. <laughs> Despite having driven down. Well, no, I just, ugh, I've been having trouble sleeping. I'm like literally couldn't sleep until 5am today. I just want to say that you actually have been having trouble sleeping since I met you. So. Yeah, but lately it's been annoyingly bad. Right. Because I have to get up early. It's like 5am. I'm like, well, I'm up in a few hours. What do I do? My question is, do you do stuff while you can't sleep? Or do you just lay Not there with your eyes closed? Most of the time it's just laying there. That seems really boring. Sometimes okay. I listen to you talk and that'll put me to sleep. So fair. Highly relatable. Just joking. It's okay, guys. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, now you've got to... Oh, you're fucking mine up. I've, oh, was that you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Are you, can you hear anything yet? You're cutting out and in again. Oh, what about now? Still? You're out and I'm out. Sorry, what about now? It's cutting in and it's, out. It's, oh, man. Oh, that was fine. Oh, what cutting about it out. now? It is. What about us? What, what about everything we've been through? You have to tell me when it's okay. What about trust? You, you know, know I, I never wanted to. Have good. <laughs> and it's bad again. Oh, fuck. You know I never wanted to hurt you. But what about me? What am I supposed to do? Duets don't work if we don't both I gotta sing. leave, but I'll miss you. you. Oh, how am 
harmonizing though. It was absolutely not purposeful. Now mine's not mine's working. Go- uh, okay, it was good. It's good now. Speak. Okay, so is mine. Speak, Valentina. <laughs> okay, I won't be touching that. I'm yeah, going to sort that out because that's oof, That's a lot. It's probably just the adapter. I'm pretty sure it's the cords, actually. It might be the adapter, but... Whack. Anyway, yeah. Um, what a fun little interval. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Nick is going to cut that out, so sorry, everyone. If he... Nick doesn't know if Nick's going to cut that out. Fair. It's just so a cute okay. little teething... Um, uh, I feel like we have a lot to talk I about. I was going to say, should we skip over all of this intro stuff because we have to talk about a lot of stuff? I have so many fun stories this week. Oh my God, do you? I do. Wow. Go. <coughs> Share them. One is that um, a new story came out mm-hmm. about um, J-Lo. Okay. Interesting. I, okay. So Heather Morris plays Brittany in Glee. Okay. Me. This is a story about JLo. Heather Morris plays Britney. <laughs> yeah, I was like, and this is. Um, but prior to that, prior to Glee, she was a professional dancer and was a backup dancer for a bunch of celebs and stuff. Whack. Um, and Imagine having a fully fledged career and then just deciding you want to be something else and then also succeeding in that. Crazy. Hashtag goals. <laughs> um, imagine having a career. Right? Can't relate. Um, okay. So basically. Oh. <laughs> Heather Morris went on like a podcast or something. Who <laughs> has podcasts? Disgusting. Um, and 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 she was talking about the audition process of uh, becoming a background dancer for J Lo. Okay. <laughs> um, and basically, I'll just say the quote. The quote is: she uh, she whispered to her assistant. She looked at them and said, "Thank you so much for coming." And they had to leave. Guess what the question was prior to that? I'm so confused already. I don't know. So basically, J Lo asked all the dancers. When's your birthday? Right. Everyone said it. Uh-huh. And then she whispered to her assistant and she said a few of the names and they were gone. They had got cut. Oh. Because they were Virgos. Iconic! <laughs> so J-Lo has no Virgo backup dancers. That's so fucking funny. I have no idea if Virgo is like a good sign or not. I mean, I don't really feel like it's that bad. Well, maybe it's just, um, it's just, it's just, it's just not compatible with JLo's. I was going to say. But, I mean, today's horoscope for the Virgo is, um, today will not be too stressful, but you were suggested to stay at home. (laughs) (laughs) Iconic. We will get fired by JLo. So Um, true. I don't know, that made me giggle. I love when celebrities are, like, extremely... Yeah, like out of touch or do something, like have a weird yeah. quirk like that. Yeah. It's very funny. It's very funny and I love it. If you <laughs> had to, f- I mean, okay, if you, I feel like they're two different questions. If you had to fire someone now, like in a job, like a normal job, mm-hmm. how would you go about it? What have they done? Have they just, do they have like. Is it something stupid? Like they have the wrong star sign, or is it like are they a serious offender? No, like a serious, like a real. <laughs> They've done job. something fireable. You work at, at an office around right. the corner. Yeah, like it's a corporate job. I understand. And you have but to fire an underling for any reason you want. Sexual misconduct. <laughs> that is not the first thing. You, anyway, because then okay, I'll fine. be unsympathetic. So what? How, role play it. How would you go, Nicholas? <laughs> Well, this is, we're role-playing, aren't we? Well, I said you role-play. I don't, I don't want to be the sexual offender. <laughs> okay, what do you want to have done wrong? 
Um, what do I want to be fired for? You've I wanna... been late. <laughs> I've been fired for accidentally sending out a newsletter. Okay. With a meme attached to it. That's irrelevant. Okay. Hi, what? <laughs> what, what, what I, my, your assistant told me I, I should come in. Yeah, look, so I've been made aware that you sent out a newsletter this week. Um, As is my job, ma'am. In which you attached a meme. <sighs> I, I did. I, I realized after I sent it. I do apologize. Well, well. while I appreciate your apology, unfortunately, this is the last in a long string of mistakes in which you have, frankly, shown very little care towards the work that you are producing. As this is your final strike, I unfortunately do need to let you go. Ma'am. Today. With all due respect, what were my first two strikes? The same... Was, I made the same mistake three times. <laughs> Not, it was the where same is, level where of negligence. Where is the paper trail, ma'am? I will be bringing this up with Fair Work Australia unless you can provide evidence. <laughs> well, here is my evidence. I asked for three and you only gave me two. <laughs> wow, that's, that is evidence. Exactly. I guess. What about my family? I just married a beautiful young woman who's pregnant with our third child. <laughs> Um, Living paycheck to paycheck, and now you're going to take away our main source of income? We'll be evicted. We'll be starving. While I do sympathise with your situation, quite frankly, if you uh, if if this job mattered to you that much, then you should have been paying more attention as these mistakes had no need to have been made. Wow, Bethany, wow. <laughs> okay, that was reasonable. <laughs> she- I can't get over the fact you're married to a beautiful woman with three children. I know. I want it to be realistic. Um, I've tangled my headphones. That's embarrassing for you. Oh, um, okay, them. so now. That was my anxiety of having to fire you. <laughs> now. Are you going to do me? The absolute connotations. Sexual misconduct. Sexual misconduct. I'm firing you from this podcast. Um no, okay, so now pretend you're like oh one of God. the most famous celebrities in the world. Okay. And I'm your fourth assistant. Okay. Like as in like in down the, you have like five assistants and I'm the fourth one down the line. Okay. Um and you just don't like me. You don't vibe with me, so you have to fire me, but you have to come up with an excuse and it can be as outlandish as you want because you're so fucking famous. Okay. There'll be no repercussions. Easy. In fact, people might even laugh about it on a podcast one day. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Nicholas, come here right now. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I have your soy latte right here. Uh, thanks. Just put it down. 180 degrees Fahrenheit. Look, quite... Extra sugar. You're killing my vibe. You, 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 you put... I just don't... I can't stand having you in my space. You kill my creativity, and as my creativity is my is my lifestyle. Quite frankly, you have to go. Goodbye. Please see yourself out. But ma'am, I just married a no. beautiful young woman. 
his pregnant with our third child. Yeah, the fifth assistant will give you a good reference so you can get another job, but you can't work here anymore. Goodbye. Please leave. My creativity needs to... I'll be to- evicted. No. My children will starve. I will be evicted if I cannot come up with my new album because my creativity is being stifled because of you. Does Atlantic Records own your house? Yes. No, my mortgage is massive. And if I don't have any more income, I can't even, frankly... Is mortgage the code word for your penis? Exactly. (laughs) My mortgage is massive. (laughs) Yes. I've heard that about your mortgage. Anyway, that was pretty good as well. I feel like both situations handled differently. I wanted to do, like, a a hypothesis. I had, like, a hypothesis Mm. was that, like, obviously if you're that rich and famous, there's no consequences. You're not going to have as much tact. Right. And I think... Through experimentation, <laughs> we were able to prove my hypothesis. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, for sure. I absolutely didn't care. <laughs> well, I cared less. I'm not going to lie. I still had to be like, you can have a reference because I felt bad that you had three children and you were Wow, be that's so humble of you. I know. I'm wow. a good. I, I'm a good. I'm a good. Celebrity. <laughs> Go off. Um, Lit, I just, that story made me absolutely cackle. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny. (laughs) I mean, very iconic of J-Lo, but also very off. Did you know that J-Lo and Ben Affleck had two weddings? Because they got married in Vegas. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? Yeah. I think it was while you were away on your... I think maybe it was. Or um, right before. Tropical vacation. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, they got married in Vegas, um, like impromptu. Mm. And then they had a real wedding with like family and friends and shit. I don't think I knew about the real wedding. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. No further. I absolutely believe that their relationship is a PR relationship. And the more... Allegedly. I mean, I said I believe it. I didn't say it was true. I don't want to get sued by Ben Affleck and his massive back tattoo. (laughs) But it raises the question about being like... If it is a PR relationship, like how far are celebrities like willing to go <laughs> just to keep up this like I think that's a pointless question because the question how far are celebrities willing to go full stop is So true. What then mingles. There is no limit. That's a- accurate. Which is wild, you know? Yeah. Okay, wait, I'm okay, okay, I'm Count of three. We're both going to name our favorite celebrity, like, PR relationship. Okay, Okay. no, wait. I need to think. Don't think too hard. Just come up with one. The first one that comes to your head. Okay, I have. Three, two, one. Shawn Mendes and Caleb Kamen. Taylor Swift. Oh. Did they date? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Harry Styles. Well, there we go. Out of, I think, Shawn Mendes and um, Camilla Cabello is pretty iconic. That one was pretty iconic. I totally believe that one. I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. The second they released that video, like, four years ago of them kissing, I was I like... I don't feel like I saw that. Neither of you have kissed an actual human before. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> Literally, they looked like two reptilian <laughs> aliens disguised as humans. Oof. Like, same Oof. species as Scott Morrison, just like... Ugh. It was fucking weird. Uh, speaking of PR relationships, I feel like this is a good segue into the... <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, don't you? I rate that segue 7 out of 10. <laughs> I love that you know what I'm going to say, but we still haven't brought up the topic, which is 
Don't All worry, of the Don't darling. Worry Darling yes. uh, drama this week. I've got to say, I'm a little worried, darling. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Even I, at this point, I'm like, ugh, this seems like a mess. I'm not sure I'm going to see the movie. Every day that passes, unfortunately, <laughs> Olivia Wilde does take another dump on her career. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And i got to say... You know, I was rooting for her. <laughs> yeah. I was rooting for this movie. Booksmart is one of my all-time faves. Yeah. Despite its uh, lack of diversity mm. in, um, I think we've had only, well, it's pretty diverse uh, LGBTQ-wise, but racially it's not very diverse. Yeah. Um, I was rooting for this movie. Mm. Um, but every day that passes, mm. we worry. Mm. Yeah, do should you we know, recap? Like, the full context, or do you want me to go from the start? I mean, you probably are gonna know it in way more depth than I do. I've only just been seeing like, I have some TikToks. Iconic. I've just been seeing some TikToks, uh, you know, and then I see one TikTok and I'm like, wow, I'm apprised of the situation and skip all others. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, okay, so like four days ago, yes, uh, in preparation for Don't Worry, Darling, press tour kicking off. Because the movie comes out mid-September, I believe. Yeah, um, the Venice something, something. Well, for us, something. it comes out like September 15th. But right. in America, I think it's like a week before. Anyway, it's premiering at the Venice Film Festival, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in preparation for that, Olivia Wilde did a variety interview. <laughs> yes. like it, That came out like four days ago, five days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and in it, she addressed a few things. So basically, if you're unaware, for the past probably three months, there's been this... Is speculation mm-hmm. by fans um, that Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh mm-hmm. hate each other. Yes. In that Florence Pugh is like refusing to interact with Olivia Wilde in the film and pretending yes. it's not existing and stuff. Yes. Even though in test screening, allegedly, it has gotten good responses. So the mm-hmm. movie itself is probably quite good. Um, did you also see, just as an aside, it doesn't really have anything to do with the main story, but I'm bringing, up, bringing it up anyway. Is it apparently like last week, maybe the week before? I'm not sure, and I don't know if these rumors are confirmed. But apparently, Harry has been paid 2.5 million for this movie, and Florence has only been paid like 700 thousand or something for it. Well, no. Okay, so this is where the I was getting to it. Oh, that comes up, does it? That comes oh, up. I thought it was just an aside. So in the Variety interview, mm-hmm. um, the interviewer tried to kind of breach the Florence Pugh Olivia Wilde uh, alleged drama, right? Um, and Olivia Wilde had nothing to say, um, but she did say the reports that Harry Styles was paid more than Florence Pugh yes. for the film were completely false. Good. Which means that they were either paid the same or she was paid more. As she should be. Um, and Olivia Wilde literally said, like, I've literally been fighting for this mm. my entire career publicly, so I don't know why I would settle for something like that on. Good. Especially because Harry came in last minute. And he's a singer. He's been in, like, one movie. (laughs) Well. So this Variety article came out. Nothing too crazy Mm. in it, Um, except for the first time Olivia did address the the kerfuffle that happened just before filming. Basically, um, originally Shia LaBeouf... LaBeouf? LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf was was cast as Harry Styles' character. Which I didn't know until, like, today. Oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah, so he was cast as Harry Styles' character, um, and just before they were meant to film, 
they parted ways. He he was no longer in the project. It was alleged by inside sources, quote unquote, that he was fired. But because he's a known abuser, right? Well, two months after he was fired, uh, FKA Twigs, um, his ex girlfriend did file a lawsuit, um, mm. which has a lot of merit because he does have a history of violent behaviour mm. and uh, drug abuse and. Mm. Um, mental health problems. Uh, like, for example, a few years ago, he was um, arrested because he got in a bar fight and threatened to kill someone with a knife. Oof. Uh, and then when he was arrested, he started violently spewing racist rhetor- uh. rhetoric like, out loud. Uh, years before that, he was in trouble on film sets because of his method acting and mm. his um, essentially method acting and unpredictable acting methods on set. Yeah. And this comes back to the Variety article um, where basically Olivia Wilde said, yeah, he, we unfortunately had to let him go. I respect mm. him and his work. And she was like praising him a lot for his acting skills and all this stuff. Um, and then said like, um, essentially his acting methods mm-hmm. did not gel well with the ethos that I like to have on set, meaning right. she likes it to be a comfortable set, a safe set. Yeah. She doesn't want any curveballs mm. or unpredictable uh, improv in scenes, mm-hmm. which in 2022 I think is so valid and so critical mm-hmm. to the film industry. But anyway, um, she basically said, yeah, and because there's so many sex scenes and intimate scenes, I, I wanted... Um, an actor who who Florence could feel safe with. Fair. Uh, as a woman who's worked in the film industry, like, obviously, yeah. acted on screen, she knows that, uh, is what she said. <laughs> uh, so this article came out, nothing major happened. Um, mostly it just got pressed because Harry gave, like, a couple quotes to it about her mm. um, acting style and stuff, and mm. um, she praised his acting and Florence's acting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, two days later... Shia LaBeouf. Which is, like, only really yesterday. Yes. Well, it's, and it's still coming out as we speak. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf basically sent uh, <laughs> an email to Variety, mm. which was the publication she did the interview with, um, and was like, hey, just so you know, I was not fired. I quit. Mm. Um, but then he had receipts. Well. well. <laughs> this, so this is the thing. Because I like the TikToks I saw, everyone was like, look, normally we wouldn't really believe Shia because of, you know, everything. Right. But he actually has come with some proof. <laughs> yeah. So basically he attached four emails that he had sent to Olivia, which basically was and screenshots of texts and then later a video. I've only seen the video. I don't know anything about the, the emails. The screenshots and emails basically said, uh, showed a timeline over four days in which he went from um, having private conversations with Olivia Wilde about, like, they respect each other's work styles, but they understand that they don't really match. Um, and and Shia LaBeouf basically complaining that there's not enough rehearsal time before filming. Mm-hmm. And um, that's pretty much all he said, I think, mostly. And then it went all the way to, like, three days later when he um, officially quit. Mm. And then an interv- uh, a video sent in with it, mm. which was a couple of days after he officially quit, mm. 
Um, and it's basically Olivia Wilde sitting in a car. I have it here so we can play it. Yeah. It's a bit wild. Olivia Wilde sitting in a car and basically, sh- I mean, essentially she's just pleading with Shia LaBeouf to come back to the movie. Yes. To come back. And there's like a really critical moment in it. It's a little bit like a haunting. Yeah. And a little bit troubling. Yes. Let's play it and see if I the viewers can it. pick it out. Um, <laughs> okay, let's grab that. Bum, 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 bum. I'll wrap the story up with something funny. But um, first, we have to get through all the drama. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. You've seen it. I've seen it. Okay. Shia, Shia, I just went riding my horse. Very sweaty, but I wanted to reach out because. I feel like I'm not ready to give up on this yet, and I too am heartbroken, and I want to figure this out. And, you know, I think this might be a bit of a wake-up call for Miss Flo, and I want to know if you're open to giving this a shot with me, with us. If she really commits, if she really puts her, her mind and heart into it at this point, and if you guys can make peace, and I respect your point of view, I respect hers, but if you guys can do it, what do you think? Is there hope? Is there hope? You let me know. So, if it's not clear, she seems to be throwing Florence Pugh under the bus in private Mm -hmm. when in public she's pretending they have a great relationship and that she's so in awe of Florence Pugh's acting skills and she was so deeply impressed on the set at how well, how, how good Florence was and all this stuff. I think the other thing even, though, is that, like, it also seems to be implying that all that stuff that she was saying about making sure the safe the set was safe Correct. for was Florence false. was a lie. It yeah. was a complete lie in this interview. So, yeah, Shia LaBeouf, despite being a credibly accused abuser, mm-hmm. allegedly, um, did provide receipts in this specific situation. Yes. And the receipts don't look good for Olivia Wilde. Um, she seems to be shitting on Florence Pugh in private. It gives real mean girl vibes. Right. And then obviously he didn't come back to the film, so they hired Harry, who was mm. originally the first choice mm. for the role. But um, he was touring. Right. And then COVID happened, so tours were cancelled. So right. he could suddenly do it again. So they hired him last minute. Um, and, you know, all the drama happened where Olivia Wilde and him started shacking up allegedly while she was still together with Jason Sudeikis, and Jason Sudeikis was bringing the kids to set every day. Whack. Yeah. Um, And then that's kind of where the rumour about a rift between Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh started, was because Olivia was giving all her attention to Harry Styles, and Florence Pugh was left to work on the scenes and, like, Mm. low-key shadow direct um, this film because Olivia was too wild. Distract, like, Olivia was too wild. (laughs) Olivia Wilde was too distracted. By her her boy toy, mm. Mr. Styles, um, and then my favorite part came out this morning. My oh, favorite part of the news. Okay, so basically, it's just been confirmed by Warner Brothers mm. that Florence Pugh will be doing no press for the film. Whack! Basically, she will be at the Venice premiere. Yeah, and that's it. She will not be sitting down for any interviews, any press, any pre-recorded interviews. Um, Warner Brothers is like, yeah. It's it's totally because she's filming Dune Part 2 mm. on set, which is another Warner Brothers film. 
and it's not at all possible for her to film remote interviews or mm. pre-recorded uh, marketing content. That's why she's not promoting this film. You know, I saw other things, other rumours come out this week. I think it was before all of this variety stuff. So you fell in, yeah, you fell in whatever you... Well, it's kind of, um, it was actually where it seems, it was talking about that, about basically, um, it was saying Florence will not be doing any press. Yeah. Um, this is all like inside information. Right. And now it's been confirmed. Well, but there was more to it because they were like, apparently Harry is even really upset with the whole situation and is borderline oh, yeah. refusing to even I mean, go to the red carpet. But A very private person, I don't think. Mm. Well, I don't know. It's just, I, I mean, it's just very interesting that there's like, even though on the outside there, I mean, this obviously with this thing with Shire is probably the most confirmation in general that we're going to get. But like, yeah. even though there's been no other real types of actual confirmation that anything's gone on, it's interesting how many of these rumours are coming out true. Yeah, are kind of being like confirmed yeah. in this like, yeah. I mean, for the most part, yeah, because a lot of it was just context clues, like mm. uh, Florence never posting about the movie mm. or responding when Olivia makes an Instagram story about how incredible of an actress Florence Pugh is, mm. um, all that kind of stuff, when she's very active about all her other films. Um, I think the whole situation is insane. I think it's insane too. And I think, I mean, it's not not that I keep coming, bring going to keep bringing it back to Harry because I do love that man, so why wouldn't I? But I don't mean to do it purposefully. <laughs> um, but I, I saw this one TikTok this morning that was like, it will, will be really interesting to see what Harry does because he is a really private person and very unfortunately this situation has put him in this place where he hasn't actually, he hasn't come out very well for like a variety of reasons. And there's not really... I don't know that the situation makes him look bad I don't specifically. Think I, I, don't... I think he's actually pretty removed from it. But is compared he? Compared to Florence, Olivia and Shia. He, but it... Because he's just like a, he was just cast last minute. But he's apparently dating Olivia. Yeah, and that's the only reason I'm so confused at why he would be refusing to do any press for the movie and stuff because I'm like, wouldn't that strain their personal relationship? Which, that's entirely on their fault. That is entirely on Olivia Wilde. She was in a position of power there. She could have fired him. You know, that's, it doesn't fucking matter. It makes me uncomfortable that they started hooking up on set. I, I don't think there's any situation in which a director um I mean if having a relationship true. with an actor is during filming is 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 good. I mean I, I yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean again even if it's yeah. But I mean like the if everyone if he is actually genuinely dating Olivia, I don't know. I feel like it kind of doesn't make him look great that all of this has happened that he would have known that Olivia was doing such a, like, shitty... I don't know. I don't feel like he comes out looking very professional either. I mean, it was his first major acting role. I mean, he, maybe he didn't even know what sets were, like, meant to be like. Is that what you mean? Like, the, the situation mm. on set of, of Olivia shaking her knees? I mean, a little bit, but I also just mean in general, like, him being with a woman that does all of this wild, allegedly wild stuff. Mm. I don't know. I don't feel like it makes him look like he's making some very good choices. <laughs> sure. I mean, I think you're you're putting in the work to make standards equal because if this was the genders were swapped 
and 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 uh, Harry was the one dating the problematic person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if, if 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 a woman was dating a problematic man, yeah. she would be scrutinised to the ends of the yeah, earth. Yeah, exactly. But because he's a guy and, and everyone loves a him. beloved guy, he's not being scrutinised for supporting this stuff. Are you, is yeah. that what you're trying to... Yeah. 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 I, 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 I think that there is something there. Mm, I don't for know. For sure to be analysed. It just feels a bit icky. It feels a bit icky. Yeah, totally. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. That's an interesting point to add. Um... <laughs> This also all comes a week after Harry Styles did a Rolling Stones feature. Yes. In which he addressed an array of things from Olivia to um, his sexuality and all this stuff. Mm. And that didn't really paint him in a great light. I actually think that interview did more damage than all this Don't Worry Darling stuff is doing. Mm. I haven't really seen much about the interview. Um, I've seen a lot. Oh, really? It's basically just reignited the whole... Mostly I saw the stuff about the sexuality stuff where yeah. everyone was arguing, like, if he I says he's really... not labelled, that doesn't mean that he's not straight and so we shouldn't be representing blah, blah, or something like that. The just thing is, you can you say it's... that you're unlabeled and queer. Yeah. Or you can say that you're unlabeled, stop putting your nose in my business. Right. And he's the latter. Right. And that is a problem solely because he is profiting off the LGBTQ plus community. Right, yeah. If he was doing, taking straight roles. Yeah. If he was not using queer iconography. Yeah, at his like To sell tickets for tours. Yeah. This wouldn't be a problem. No one would be snooping into his sexuality to this extent. Yeah. I personally think as a gay guy, the second someone who has either not labelled their sexuality or says is labelled as unlabeled or is like, you know, I don't comment on my sexuality publicly. I think the, the second you start to capitalise on the queer community or profit from us, mm. you lose that that safety net. You cannot... I think... Ugh. You can't take a gay role and then be absolutely shook when someone asks about your sexuality. Yeah. And that's kind of um, my take on anyone who these days in Hollywood takes a queer role and then it's like, stop asking me about my sexuality. Mm. I was like, no, you're literally profiting off of us. Mm. If we want actual good representation, then I think that's fair. And don't take the role if you don't want to be fucking questioned about it. Um, so that's the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I hate that. That's fair. Like, I mean, I like, I have like, I guess on-screen representation is good, but I think it would mean a lot that you know queer people get queer roles because they've been excluded from them. Yeah, the entire history of Hollywood. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. The second that they profit off of us, the second that they lose the uh, the uh, shield. Do you think it's almost like because it's interesting to think? Uh, it's in, it's kind of interesting to think about because on the flip side, and absolutely stop me if I you're, I'm being like insensitive. Well, I'll pause you before you say anything. Okay, and say the only people defending him and that defend actors who do gay roles, and then are like they've never labelled their sexuality. They ain't comment on the sexuality publicly. The only people defending that is straight people. I would absolutely agree with that, and particularly in Harry's case, as you every say, because queer he's person so I've talked to, every queer person and queer creator I see online. 
all completely agree that it's absolutely fucking fine to not label your sexuality. Yeah. It's absolutely fucking fine to not know your sexuality or to not comment on it publicly or to refuse to comment on it publicly. Well, this is what I was going to say. Is, this is different. Is it like, could it be said, and this is, I mean, as a genuine question, but I feel like you've actually probably just answered the question. So what I was going to say was, could it then be said isn't it then like almost insensitive to force him, if he is queer, anyone, no. to have to make a statement about it? But as you say, if they don't want to make a statement about it, then don't take Correct. queer roles. Yeah. That's like so. saying, you know, that's like celebrities who say like, um, I don't make political political statements or anything. Like I don't take yeah. sides on politics and then they'll go to like a MAGA rally. <laughs> You know? Yes. I do. (laughs) Yeah. It's an entirely voluntary situation. And if you're putting yourself in that situation to make a bang of a a bang and a buck. Yeah. Then no, you lose that right. Yeah. And it's not exclusive. Like there are exceptions. There are, you know, always uh, reasons for people not wanting to come out. But yeah, they don't put yourself in that that position. Yeah. In the position. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. And I think there is really a difference. Like, there's a difference between, like, him being at a show. I'm I'm bringing it back to Harry because that's where the conversation started. But, like, him being at a show and I'm a pride flag being thrown up in him. Like, a pride what? Pl- pride. I don't know what I said. Pride flag. <laughs> um, Like, being thrown up in him, like, waving that about to, as you say, actively... Oh, there's a com- yeah no you're using the iconography to sell tickets. Well, there's as yeah. an example. There's yeah. being an ally and there's yeah. profiting off of yeah yeah exploiting. Correct. Um, and I think for most of his career, he's kind of skirted the line. Yeah. But I think the fact that he's now taking gay roles in film and TV. Um, what is this gay role? My policeman. Whack. I didn't even know that he was doing more movies. That seems. I don't think he. That's a lot. That seems a lot. It comes out in like October. Really? Yeah. Whack. I don't know. I've been avoiding talking. Like, this has come out, like, a, multiple stories in the last few months about oh. straight people taking queer roles or unlabeled yeah. people taking queer roles and then not wanting to talk about their sexuality. It's been coming up a lot, but I don't like bringing it up because it feels insensitive to say you lose the right to privacy when you take a gay role. Yeah. But you don't want to comment publicly. But that's kind of, I think, how most use it. And also, like, personally, that's how I see it. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Because, like, so um, there is a really good queer novel, which is Red, White and Royal Blue. Mm. Um, And it's about a bisexual male character and a gay male character. And, Mm -hmm. like, one's the Prince of England and one's the the first son of the United States. Um, And they fall in love. And the movie's coming out. Mm -hmm. And it seems as though they have cast two straight actors in these two roles. I, neither of them have actually said the words I'm straight because mm. straight people don't have to come out, mm. which I think is also another nuance that people don't really get because mm. they're like, uh, just because he hasn't labelled his sexuality doesn't mean he's straight. He never actually said he was straight. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because straight people don't have to come out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, side, side tangent. But anyway, they did this casting. People were like, I don't know how to feel about this. Mm. You know, and I personally think that even though acting is acting, chemistry is a vital part of a story like this. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, And essentially, um, they did like a little press video, Mm. I think like two weeks ago, um, because there's all this stuff in in the book about their height difference. Yeah. 
so the author of the book and the two cast members did like a funny skit video where they like measured the actors. Mm. And I was watching the video and I was like, I can't believe this. these two people are going to be playing lovers on screen. <laughs> because the way they interact as yeah. actual humans, mm. it looks like two frat, bro, two frat bros like fucking with each other. <laughs> I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Yeah. Imagine how tired we are. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. It's yeah. all a long way of saying, fucking nice, who cares? <laughs> Hollywood's not going to listen to us anyway. I mean, no, but it's not necessarily about Hollywood in general. It's it's more about, like, I feel like it's fair. We've talked about this so much on the pod about It's like there are some things that you just can't expect people to know. You can't expect celebrities or anybody in the whole wide world to know everything about what privilege they have mm. and about the difficulties that other minorities face because there's just too much. Yeah. But there are other things where it's like this is so widely known that there is absolutely no reason for you to not know and for you to be mm. doing the wrong thing Yeah, other than you just don't care. Yeah. And this is one of those things, taking on a gay role when you are not LGBT, everyone knows you don't fucking do that, you know? Well, that it's insensitive. I think, or it's, that it's, I think yeah. it's taken probably the last 10 years yeah. for Hollywood to understand that trans roles should be played by trans people. Yeah. And that is because it's to an even more extreme extent yeah. that trans actors, specifically trans actors of colour, do not have the same opportunities as anyone mm. else in the film industry, including queer men and queer women. Um, and... It's taken us like 10 years to realise that, oh, trans actors can play trans people and they can also play cisgender people. Yeah, yeah. Because this is, it's not a one-way street. You don't just let gay people play gay roles and you don't. Yeah. You know, and then people are like, but that's a double standard. If you want gay people to play straight roles, they don't want straight people to play gay roles. And it's like, yeah, but straight people have had their roles for the past yeah. 150 years. Yes. Since theatre has begun, they've been able to... To do any role they want. they want, yeah. And it's to the point where if the people who are being represented on screen do not have the same opportunities, mm. then, like, is it actually representation? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. Are we going to get cancelled? I don't think so. I don't think we've said anything very outlandish. Yeah, again, my 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 my, my um side note is that absolutely there are situations where this is all moot and it Depends on the situation, but like, I am very, I'm growing more and more uncomfortable with the way Harry Styles profits off the queer community and then so adamantly and like aggressively refuses to not even just label, but like, I don't know, acknowledge in a way. Mm. Like, waving the pride flags and stuff in concerts is great and it's a great show of allyship, but I feel like, uh, I don't know. It always cracks me up when straight actors play gay roles and then they're doing an interview where they're, like, aggressively trying to assert that they're straight, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing's interesting. Anyway, the fun way that I wanted to end end the interview is that they <laughs> they released a clip of Don't Worry, Darling. Oh, God. Um, and people are absolutely shitting on Harry Styles' acting. They are. And I feel a bit bad. I feel a lot, a lot, a lot bad. It's got 150,000 likes. 
I mean, I feel like the biggest issue with it is not even necessarily his acting. It's the accent, and I know that it's his agree, real yeah. accent. It just makes the whole thing seem like Surreal. Yeah, yeah, really, really deeply fake. Especially with the story of the movie. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, isn't this meant to be about like American um nationalism nationalism? I have no idea. It's meant to be like the um nuclear family in the fifties. Oh. It's meant to be a commentary on that. And I'm like, well, it's a nuclear American family, but I'm a British guy. <laughs> anyway, I'll play the clip. It's twenty seconds and the caption says Putting him next to Florence yes. for his first big acting gig was such a setup. I'm crying. Okay. Not everyone gets this opportunity. And if you keep talking like this, you're going to put it all at risk. You're worried about a demotion? That's what you're worried about? Our life. Alice, our life together. This. We could lose this. Not it's not like horrible. It's n- it's not horrible. It's not great, but it's not horrible. I th- I honestly just think it's the accent that really it just takes you out of it. I don't disagree though that Florence Pugh is probably one of the greatest actors of our generation. Yeah, that's very accurate. And this is his first major role. Yeah, it's very accurate. I saw someone be like, everyone keeps talking about how good he was in Dunkirk. Um, they were like, and they were like, yeah, but he didn't speak. So yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Frankly, I'm sure he is a great actor. I, I just feel like I don't disagree that this is a bit of a setup. Oh, I, yeah. And look, to be honest, if it's true that there was not much directing going on. Well, that too. That I also feel like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, again, it, it, yeah. Yeah. Not that it's not his fault, but it's, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. I'm now going to do my favourite thing that's ever been done on the pod. Okay. And the only reason I saw this clip, this post, that caption, is because somebody added a quote retweet, a quote retweet with a clip from another movie and they were like, big this energy. <laughs> and it throws us all the way back to our first episode. Fucking trip. Fucking trip. Accurate. It's that exact two-second <laughs> clip that they posted. And the caption is, okay, now this man deserves an apology and an Oscar because he was spot on Harry. <laughs> That's the, so um, funny. Absolute read that, that is. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> like, I'd feel bad for Harry if it wasn't so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> wow. Pretty iconic, right? There are so many layers to that. Truly. That is so funny. Fucking Trevor. <laughs> so iconic. Oh, God. Okay, well, for context for anyone else who for some reason doesn't know. Oh, yeah. That movie it was based on a book that After was. yeah. Collide, oh, right? Yeah, who fucking knows at this point. Um, it's based on a book. That itself was originally a Harry Styles fan fiction. Not just a fan fiction, a Wattpad fan fiction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, segue. Okay. A 10 out of 10 segue mm-hmm. is they just announced that the fifth after movie. Oh my God. Wrapped filming. Really? And we, it took me back. A, I thought this was supposed to be the last one. Well, we've seen three. Have the fourth we? one comes out in two weeks. Yeah. A theater date, anyone? 
that's I'm being dead serious. We're gonna go see it in cinemas. Um, <laughs> Obviously, I think it's called After Ever Happy, which is the it worst is. name of anything, and that's where the books end. I thought, yeah, but then they just announced that. There's a fifth movie that's already wrapped, and I'm like, I didn't know that they were filming or I'm, announced a fifth movie. If they split this book into two parts, I will scream. Let's I know, and I'm out. like, are they even in it? What's After Ever Happy is the fourth one that's coming out? Yeah, in a couple weeks. Okay, maybe I should just do After Movies, movie or After Five. Yeah, After Five. So yeah, I I I, I have this. Yeah, production has officially wrapped on a fifth after movie. The fourth film, After Ever Happy, will be released on 7th of September 2022. And I guess I'm just confused. <laughs> um, okay. Harden and Tessa are returning to Screams for a Screams. Scream. Well. <laughs> for a surprise new installment titled After Everything. Oh based on the After Books by Anna Todd, who originally started life as Harry Styles' Whatpit Fang the big screen series is oh, made up of four films, blah, blah, blah. There are only four books, plus re- prequel before. Disgusting. <laughs> News of a fifth film has come as a welcome surprise. Don't know about that one. Um, here's everything we know so far. Oh, yeah. Mr. Hero Finds has confirmed it himself. I do have a vague memory that the final book... After Ever Happy has a prologue, oh. and uh, sorry, uh, sorry, an epilogue um, that that's flashes forward to them happily married and with kids and stuff. I have a feeling that's what this is going that to be is, about. Imagine if they made a ninth Harry Potter movie that was entirely based on the eighteen years later. That's so funny. Horrific. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh, it just says. Um, as for the rest of the cast, we'll be sitting tight for more announcement announcements. Petition for the real Harry Styles to make an actual cameo. <laughs> I genuinely think he would rather come out as gay <laughs> than do that. That's so funny. And that's never going to happen. That's so funny. Okay, so it won't be based on one book in particular. Oh, it just says we expect after everything to continue Hess's story that fans are hoping that to get That troubles me because that implies that if they're going – for stories that reach past the end of the books, that implies that there could be six, More. seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I mean, Is surely not. Is this the next not. Fast and the Furious? <laughs> Fast and the Furious! That's my impression of Harry Styles as a fanfic character, as an actor portrayed by young Tom Riddle. Uh, as me but... performing it. <laughs> That was so hot, the way you explained all of that. I genuinely, God, I mean, I this definitely does set a dangerous precedent for book-to-movie adaptations. Yeah, we're going to have 365 DMI, <laughs> yeah. 4567. Yeah. Well, And then fuck. a crossover of the two movies in space. Oh, Jesus, disgusting. I mean, we definitely do have to watch this second and third 365 DMI. Do we? Obviously. These are on, like, the same level as after, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like after is slightly less problematic. A little I mean, bit, a little bit falling in love with an abuser, Stockholm syndrome. But which one? Both. <laughs> but after less so. That's fair. Because he's absolutely an emotionally abusive boyfriend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Harden he's Scott. very controlling. Very controlling. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't really remember. The- I have a question. The three six five. Okay, you were like hardcore into the One Direction fandom. 
Yeah. You were a directional. Sure. A styler. <laughs> okay. A uh, 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 Harry, Harry girl. Right. Right? Well, he was never known for having a serious, super serious, like, intense, dark and brooding energy, right? Not really. He was always known as, like, kind of the one. neutral, fun, light one. Yeah, I would say. He was, like, the he was the troublemaker. So why no is idea. the most popular Harry Styles fanfic of all time him portrayed as, like, an aggressively straight... Another combo. Aggressively <laughs> aggressive person. Uh, um... My honest opinion is that it has absolutely nothing to do with Harry Styles himself and is entirely to do with what young girls think is desirable in a partner at Meaning that age. emotional manipulation and dubious consent? Yes. They don't know that that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. I wonder why we are so fucked up. Me? I mean... Because we are, we are young girls in question. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are the young girls in question who have now uh-huh. grown up. Mm. It's like when a horse girl grows up and she's no longer a horse girl. She's a horse woman. Okay. And it's like... How did that affect her? Yeah. <laughs> Being the horse girl. Correct. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like you could that, probably say that there's definitely a correlation a between... Power. Imagine finding out that, like, Kamala Harris... I was talking. ...was a horse girl. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if I trust you to move VP anymore. <laughs> I mean, also, she was a cop, so I don't... I, yeah, I, I don't was going to say, do we already like, trust her? <laughs> yeah, wow. Mm, yeah. Cool, good chat. Anyway, back to when you said uh, Harry Styles, uh, the, the fifth after movie being a welcome surprise. <laughs> well, come has something to do with this next story. Okay. And that's what we call a segue. 6.5 segue. <laughs> um... I found out against everything I found out about this fucking Elvis movie. I found out against my will. So not watched the trailer. Fair. Not. I have not watched the trailer. I have, but only when I was forced to in cinemas. I don't even think it played before anything I saw. Black. Anyway, um, I, I only saw... see movies with you, so you must have. I don't know that I have. Weird. Okay. Moving anyway. on. I mean, it's not like we go and see. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, everything I've learned about Elvis, I've learned against my will. And this little tidbit is is no different. Um, a TikTok came up on my page, which was a photo of Elvis at a performance. And in the front foreground, it was, um, I guess, a fan or whatever, like a modern day fan. Okay. You know those people who like um, yeah. you know, idolize and, and mold yeah. their personalities over like Freddie Mercury and stuff? Yeah. Very much that vibe. From the Beatles and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, me as if I don't get micro obsessions. Um, <laughs> and basically, she was saying, "I um, went on." I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt this with a fucking hilarious story. Um, when I went on my Kentucky tour, sorry, I just got what are those intrusive thoughts? <laughs> I just got an intrusive voice in my head saying, "Deep throat the microphone," <laughs> and literally, I was looking at you, and I started to open my mouth. And I was like. This is the most chaotic 30 seconds. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, you were telling a serious story. And I was telling you a with my, story. With my, with my, do you have any other intrusive thoughts? Not right this second. Oh. Um, anyway. Sorry, guy. <laughs> this was about micro obsessions yeah. and being super On your trip, on your trip, yeah. Yeah, we, so, yes, we went on this Kentucky trip, two weeks around England, blah, blah, blah. Our tour guide was really nice. 
Um, and and he always would say every time he got on the bus or ever any time he talked to anyone, he would start with "Hey guys," which is like a super fair and reasonable thing. Hey guys, welcome to my channel. Don't forget <laughs> yeah, to like, exactly, subscribe. <laughs> exactly. And I don't think he was doing it on purpose. It's just the way that he would always start. Yeah. Well, anyway, these like group of girls at the end of the trip got "Hey guys" <gasps> tattooed on their bodies. I know. So <laughs> Absolutely ins- insane behavior. Do you think "Hey guy" is like a a job title? Someone who like. Maybe if it's spelled with an A, it's in a hay. A hay guy and horse girl. <laughs> Match made Soul in mates. fucking heaven. Because yeah. he can provide the hay for the horse. <laughs> Obviously. Girl. <laughs> I think horse girls should be should part of the this... LGBTQ plus community. LGBTQ HG plus community. <laughs> I feel like this one minute and 30 seconds should be the preview for this week. <laughs> <laughs> this chaotic energy. Iconic. Anyway, Perfect. back to Elvis come. Exactly. That's a segue. <laughs> that <you> um, <laughs> in the foreground of this image of Elvis performing at a concert, it was a, a real a image. Girl. Yeah. And it was like someone doing, you know how they do the background, foreground thing? Anyway, yeah. this girl was like, if you know, you know. Right. And I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm, I love inside jokes. So I'd love to be a part of one someday. <laughs> um,. Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky, you know what I'm saying. I do. Anyway, um, so I went to the comments and they were all like, yeah, I know. I can't be left out. So I kept scrolling and I found that the image was from his 1968 uh, comeback tour or comeback performance on NBC. Right. A live concert recording kind of thing. Um, so I, like, I didn't know he had a comeback the, tour. I didn't know he left. We haven't seen the Elvis movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I typed it into the TikTok Mm-hmm. search bar and it turns out i love that the way you googled it was in tiktok <laughs> i know our generation's doomed um and and the first video i clicked on was like a bunch of clips from this special of him because he was known for being a very sexual performer like yes. sensual uh-huh basically the entire video was 45 seconds of little clips of him making sexual noises and grunts and groans and Things to turn the audience on. Right. And, and such things and thrusts and all that. That seems and a like little bit... Crotch grabs and... Non-consensual, but okay. I mean, they're performing. They can do whatever they want. It's not like a... Can they do whatever they want? That's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and the caption was, knowing that one of these moments is the moment in which Elvis jizzed in his leather pants during this concert... Is haunting. That is haunting. So then I googled Elvis comeback special. Come leather pants, and it was like a um, Vanity Fair mm-hmm. think piece, like a uh, full uh, breakdown of a documentary that came out a few years ago. And basically, it's true. Um, the designer and the costumer for him basically did an interview and said um, during his comeback special he was so intense and he had so much at stake and he was so into it and so like uh aggressively into it that um he jizzed <laughs> in his pants at some point and then <laughs> they had to clean them and like blow dry them to get them back on anyway because they filmed for like six hours oh they only had their one costume oh yeah so they had to clean out the cum <laughs> 
Whack. Then, uh, blow dry it clean. Uh, dry. I think he should have had to sit with his come. Yeah. His mistakes. Well, yeah, no, I don't. I His don't, sin. I don't. However, leather pants are very hot. It's really true. Leather pants are right. They were choice. Would have gone from bad to worse. Well, bad to omelet. <laughs> um, and that's disgusting. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and he was the, the the designer was like, so from that point onwards for the rest of his career, um, I had two to three identical That's so questions funny. made because I was worried that he would come in his pants yet again. And he never did, or he did. I don't I don't know if he did again or not. But I need to know. I'm like, these girls who are suddenly idolizing and fantasizing about him because of this fucking Elvis movie mm. are like turned on by the fact that he came in his pants in the middle of a concert. I mean, that's wild. a bit weird. Um, I just needed to bring that up. Oh. That Elvis came in his pants in the middle of a concert. <laughs> I mean, unfortunate, but I suppose it Talk about a comeback to- tour. I literally. Um, <laughs> but I suppose it could happen to anyone. Maybe. Oh, um, it could. Coming in your pants and while you're in You'd the middle of a concert. You'd have to be pretty sensitive. I would uh, definitely agree with that. I was trying to be nice. To like no, no stimulation? Yeah, that's pretty intense. That's pretty intense. I'm sure his pants were tempting. <laughs> Do you ever read a fanfic or like a sexy story? It's like I could see the tent. Yeah. It's like, Oof. anyone else feel like camping? <laughs> no. Um... <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about like erotic stories is the amount of ways, like the creative ways that they talk about, like a meat sausage. Well, I think there's like like his manly pole. I I, I think there's his really engorged snake. Only so much that writers can do before it actually is like that's uncomfortable to read. I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> anyway, what are you, what are, is there? Many, I don't really read um erotic stories with vaginas in them. Mm. Are vaginas treated the same way? Um, her, her sensuous pocket. So I was going to say, it's 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 probably, it's different because usually it's like in some, they're trying to, it's like a delicate flower. Her sensitive flowers. Or her private parts. Or her, you know. Blooming flower. Yeah. Virginal entrance. <laughs> as long as it's not rosebud, I'm good. <laughs> That's disgusting. I hope no one I know is listening to this. <laughs> Sorry, <Anyway>. Mom. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Um, we talked about Elvis Come. Talked about rosebuds. I mean, where can we even go? I think we've peaked. We've peaked. <laughs> Mut- no. <laughs> Much like the mountain of his leather pants. I was going to say, anyway. you know. In some- I feel like Elvis surely had a tiny weenie. In my experience... The way you had to gulp down some liquids <laughs> to prepare for your answer. In my experience... It's not the size that matters, it's I, how you use it. No, I was going to say men with tiny weenies are actually more proficient in the general area of sex because they have to compensate somehow by actually knowing what to do. Iconic. Um, and so it's very possible that the reason my Elvis was so sexual... Because he had a tiny penis. It's because he had a tiny penis, so he had to compensate. So, like... I to be tiny clear, penis people. I, huh. I wouldn't know. I have a huge schlong, as does Maddie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tiny penis people, when they overcompensate, go one of two ways. They either get the really loud cars that they have to rev down the street to show mm. dominance, or they really know how to. Pl- I'm never doing that again. 
they really know. How, so I, for the listeners, I was doing hand motions. I have never experienced. I would like to make a formal apology. I do regret the decisions I made. Um, That's anyway, so they either go aggressive, making sure everyone knows that they have a tiny, tiny cock. Yep. Or they go the other way, which is self-confidence and can really give it to a lady. <laughs> Apparently so. Or can really... You know. Mm. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Men, I mean, yeah. Men, if you're listening, not exactly our target audience, straight guys. <laughs> not, but, not really. Um, but... <laughs> if go, you happen to be there. Go go, go the, the pleasing the woman way. Don't go the other way. You're going to make a lot of women happy. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of a whole street depressed. Exactly. I mean, really, what do you actually want to do mm. in your life? Wow, that got deep. <laughs> Yet another way they describe vaginas. Um, oh, well, Speaking of vaginas and sex scenes, not okay. Gladly. Not okay. The movie. Oh, the movie Not Okay with starring Zoe Deutsch, Dylan O'Brien and co. In which there was a sex scene. In which, which there was a sex scene. Was the best scene of the whole movie, to be it honest. It was pretty iconic. it was so fucking funny. There's like a, um, oh. they go to a party and Zoe, Do- Zoe Deutsch and Dylan O'Brien's characters have like a sexy, sexy moment where they like go into the bathroom to have mm. public bathroom sex. Not mm-hmm. public bathroom, like they're at a party, so it's public. Yeah. But it's a private bar. Right, yeah. Public public bathroom sex. That just. Sounds... I mean, I would I would say it's semi public sex. That's what I would describe it as. Anyway, it's like the lead up to the scene, to like the actual moment where they have sex is hot. Yeah. And then what happens? Well, <laughs> it's really funny because it's like every girl, every girl's fantasy, mixed up with By Mariah Carey. Exactly. Dum, dum, mixed dum, up. Dum. With Zoe Deutsch absolutely not being into it because Dylan O'Brien doesn't do it right. That's how I describe it. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Dylan O'Brien and Zoe Deutsch absolutely know how to fuck. I have no comment. I don't remember their characters' names, so that's why I said it like that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Danny and Colin. You're right. You just reminded me. Yeah. And then he comes in about five seconds. (laughs) Yeah. And he doesn't really even realize what he's done. No, it's fucking hilarious. Like, I feel like the worst thing to be is not self-aware in that moment. Accurate. Well, I think that's why it's so funny is because he wasn't pretty accurate. Self-aware. Well, I mean that too. But like, and so he like he kind of chokes her, and there's some hair pulling, and then he's like, "Are you my damaged little girl?" or Something like that, which is so funny. Uh, And then yeah, and then he comes. And that's basically how the scene goes. That delivery was iconic. <laughs> um, I can relate that to Big Brother America season 24 or whatever the fuck they're on. Um, I've not really heard much about this season. Usually it's like trending on Twitter and shit, so I right. don't really know what's happening. I'm not sure about the segue, by the way. You'll go, I'll get there. <laughs> okay. Um, and in the past week, because the American Big Brother, they have the 24-hour live feeds. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then there's like always editors uh, at CBS or whatever that have to cut the camera when they're showering naked or cut the camera right. when they go, you know what I mean. Um, yeah. And this week it was trending and I clicked on the trending um, and it was just thousands upon thousands of people making fun of someone, a guy, Oof. because two people had sex in the house. Right. 
which I thought was against the rules, but apparently it's not. But anyway, um, they had sex and they cut, the editors like went black mm. for the thing. And it was like it was 30 seconds. Yeah. Cut out. <laughs> and then it cuts back in immediately after. And he's still literally, like, literally still doing up his pants. Also for context, black. they're literally doing this in an empty room on an inflatable flamingo. <laughs> Because that's the only <laughs> private place, apparently. Anyway, it cuts back in. Literally after they finish, he's still doing up his pants. And he, like, leans in. And he goes, that was fun. I really apologize that I only lasted 10 seconds. <laughs> Complete serious. She doesn't laugh or anything. He's like, I really had, I really liked having sex with you. You barely had sex. And I'm sorry that I came so quickly. He literally said the words, 10 seconds. Um, and he said, I'm not very good at sex. Clearly. Right? And then, so that happens, everyone's like, lol. I mean, I just want to specify, personally, there is no problem with a man finishing that quickly. No, the issue comes with not. Yes. Well, in general, it's like, okay, but sex doesn't just have to be the actual act of penetration. Fine, you're finished, but the act the act is yeah. not over. So we're not done just because you are. Or there should have been lead up to it, whatever, you know. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. But anyway, he walks away without finishing her off. Oof. Which I guess is kind of difficult because anyone could walk in at any moment. There's no locks in this house. Um, but it, literally then the camera slowly zooms into her and she goes, <laughs> I think I'm in love. <laughs> And everyone was like, what? <laughs> this showmance is insane. That's so Because <laughs> it's absolutely a showmance. This guy just came in her after 10 seconds. Like, obviously there's no birth, like, condoms in the house and no, like, birth control. Um, I literally Googled um, housemates pr- get pregnant in Big Brother house. Oh, my God. That's so fucking funny. And it's only happened apparently once in its entire history in all the global franchises. Mm. Uh, and she was lying. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, But, like, imagine that being the impetus for realising that you love someone. That is so fucking funny. For so many reasons. The boy who comes after ten seconds. I love you. (laughs) It's a choice. Maybe it was the honest communication at the end of him being like, I'm not very good at it. Maybe. That would turn me on. Well, it wouldn't matter because he wouldn't finish you off. No, exactly. Pointless. Wow. You get how the two stories are connected? Come? No, I forgot what the first one was about. Oh. The common the common denominator. <laughs> okay, we'll stop now. <laughs> um what else do I have? Maybe we should have another podcast where we just talk about sex stuff. I'm down. Same. I feel like it would be interesting as a straight woman and a gay man. I feel like we could compare notes. Could be called I'm down, because like Okay. Multiple meanings. Anyway. Guess what? (laughs) What? Warner Brothers Discovery only has the budget to market two more movies this year. (laughs) Because they lost like $2 billion in stock or something. Yeah, I think it was like 3.8 or something. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I actually think it might have been $6 billion because someone was like, they tried to save $3 billion. Dollars, but they've actually lost way more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now they have like value. really strict budgets and shit. And um, essentially, yeah, they only have the budget to now release because just distributing a movie is expensive. And mm. that's not even including marketing, which can be in mm. the tens of millions to the, the hundreds of millions. Um, <clears throat> so they only have the budget to release two more movies this year. 
Uh, and it's Don't Worry Darling is one, mm-hmm. which... Off. That's not going to go well. And the other one is Black Adam starring Dwayne oh, That will go much better for them. Yeah, but it's a DC one. I'm, I feel like people are a bit wary of DC these days. Anyway. Do you think? I think it's the exact opposite. I think people were wary of DC, but now they kind of feel like they've done better. Yeah, but then there's also the whole Ezra Miller stuff. That's true. Anyway. I also, think- <laughs> Warner Brothers... They, the reason this all came out was because Warner Brothers delayed Aquaman 2 by a full 12 months. Wow. And Shazam 2 was meant to come out this December and is now coming out next February or March. Mm. And it's because they couldn't afford to market any more big movies, essentially. So that was wild. Just thought I'd bring that up for some closure to last episode. Wow. Wild. The other piece of fun news I have that's not fun for the people of Earth, but it is fun to bitch about. Um, the city of California, okay. city of California, the state of California <laughs> has had to give warnings to multiple celebrities because they're in a major drought at the moment. Yes, they are. I would know. I and, <laughs> um, basically a bunch of celebrities have received notice to cut back on their water usage in California after surpassing consumption by 150% multiple times since last year. Wow. The state is currently facing its worst drought since the 1800s. Yes. Choices. Anyway, those celebrities are... Oh, they named and shamed! Yep. Iconic! <laughs> Kim and Courtney Kardashian. I was going to say, absolutely, the Kardashians, and I'm going to be top of this I list. Know, and then the next ones are not... Anyway, Sylvester Stallone. Interesting. It was like, sir, release a popular movie and then you can have your water. <laughs> Kevin Hart. And it's like, sir, don't be homophobic and then you can have your water. <laughs> and Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, who's a sportsman. And I actually think he's done a lot of good for the world. But oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> apart from that, is that is that it? Only five of them. Those are the ones that are named. Um, Kim and Courtney Kardashian do not surprise me. No, not at all. I am surprised Kylie isn't. I would have thought she would be top of the list because it's like once you're a billionaire, do you really have rules? Rules or <laughs> <Laws> even <laughs> you know? I mean, Kim is also technically a billionaire, so. Yeah, that's true. But still, Kylie. But also, like, they all actively chose to live in the driest part of I know. Los Angeles. Yeah. But they all also demand crisp green lawns. I know. And it's like, well, maybe don't fucking move into a desert. That's really, really true. It's really true. You should see. Um, Have you seen the photos Tea? of Lake Mead? No. Bro. Is it going to make me depressed? Bro. <laughs> well, it's, let's just say... Shocking. Did you see Chloe and Tristan have their baby too by surrogate? Oh, I did. Um, And Kim and Pete broke up because of it. And I have a fun thing about that. Oh, really? Because of it. I think you're going to need to tell me that side. Oh, sorry. I don't know what that what that's about. <laughs> I can't believe I just added that so flippantly. You did. Just because it was in my mind. Um, No, it's because the way I found out, I found out was because of a TikTok video being like, oh. this is proof that um Kim and Pete were just PR. Because they got together nine months ago and then have broken up on the day that Chloe has announced the birth of her child what? with Tristan. What do they have to do with each other? Um, so that everyone, no one would talk about Tristan's child being born. Uh, Everyone's too distracted by Kim and Pete. I follow. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. I thought you were going to show me a depressing photo. Yeah, I am. I'm just, it's in my video. And Turns I'm on a selfie camera and shows me myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'll just actually try and find the article. Okay, maybe this is an off pod. 
Okay, discussion. it can be an off-pod discussion. It doesn't absolutely not because have to be right I now. I want to tell you about Kim and Pete's breakup. Okay, please do. So it's entirely possible it was PR and it was to hide, take the focus away from Tristan's. I found the photos. Okay, shame. Okay, this is behind Hoover Dam. This white line is where the water should be. Right. It's like, so that's like wildly low. This boat that's been like, I know, right? Absolutely insane. They found like four dead bodies in Lake Mead. Iconic. Um, as it's like, yeah. Not at all surprising. Been draining. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's like, it's. Um, I'm pretty sure it's right on the border of Las Vegas. Or it is. Sorry, Nevada. Yeah. Um, or it might even be in Nevada. Anyway, yeah. That's wild. Where's Percy Jackson when you need him? Truly. I know. God, come save the world, King. Jeez. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the... I mean, obviously, this is all. I also saw that a pa- insider knowledge. Didn't he? I thought I saw one where he um, proposed to her, and that's where they broke up. No, apparently, it was the opposite, and that she wanted more commitment than he was willing to give. Hack! Oh my um, god, there are so many sides to this story. I know so many versions. I Quote unquote, say. insider knowledge said that the breakup was awkward because basically, for the last month and a half, two months, they had been kind of dancing around each other, mm. like. They weren't super into it. Both of them could tell the fling had run its course mm. um, and they were trying to break up with each other. But the, neither of them were like <laughs> mm. super willing to do it. And then he came to Australia and he's still here, to Queensland specifically, to film a new TV show. Um, and oh, that's right. the rumours state that he was very sick of the press. Right. Specifically being used in the Kardashians reality show. Right. Because when they started the relationship and signed NDAs and shit, he was told that he would not be used as a major marketing or plot, right. plot point in season two of The mm. Kardashians. And then they released a trailer a couple months ago because it premiered, season two premieres in a few months. Uh, sorry, a few days. Um, and the trailer came out and he was the main focus of it, like the entire mm. two minute trailer. So he was pissed. Oh, I thought you were making me pull it away further. No, why would I be doing that? <laughs> anyway, so he was mad about all that, um, <clears throat> and and she wasn't willing to commit because she saw it very much so as a fling. Um, and he was like, I mean, I think we've seen in his past relationships that he kind of goes balls to the wall. <laughs> um, yes. And basically, the producers of the of the Kardashians had released this trailer and were like, "Oh, we don't actually have enough." footage or story of Kim and Pete's relationship to last the entirety of season two. Mm. Not only that, we don't want them to break up before season two because it will be bad press. Yeah. For the show. And it will take Why some of... Why would it be bad press for the show? Well, because if they're already broken up when season two airs and season two is all about their love story... Oh, people won't be invested. Correct. Yeah. Um, tuning in on week after week and all that. Mm. Um. So the producers basically said, Kim, we know you haven't talked to Pete in a few days, a few weeks, whatever, because you low-key hate each other now. Why don't we organise a surprise trip to Australia <laughs> with the film cameras? Oh, my God. To surprise him and try and get your relationship back on track. And she said, sure, let's do it. That's why she was here in Australia a couple of weeks ago. And was why she? very soon after they broke up. Um, because apparently he felt so fucking ambushed. Fair. And grossed out by it too. that he was like, nah, this is the final straw. We're done, done. Um, so now the producer's trying to, trying to, you know, mm. produce backfired and exactly what they wanted to not happen happened. 
which is pretty funny. But anyway, he also has like her kids' names tattooed on him. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure. On is her anyone name really too. a winner? No, I maybe Kim, maybe Kim. Um, true. <laughs> She's certainly not a loser. That's true. Anyway, that's all fun, fun. Yeah, I mean that is all very alleged information. Yes, but it seems let's assume everything we say is yeah <laughs> nothing we say is true <laughs> very that um i want to do a little thing with you i know we're already an hour and a half in mm-hmm. but my favorite tiktok thing at the moment is i've been getting a bunch of videos that are basically just what are they called um compilations right. of clips of Tyra Banks interviewing celebrities on her talk show from the early 2000s called The Tyra Banks Show or The, the Tyra Show. Whack. Okay. Because she had a segment in the show where she would make puns and stuff out of their name. Right. And ask questions based off it. I'll play a clip. Okay. That I believe I saved. <laughs> oh, maybe I didn't. In the meantime, listen to this. Same genre. <laughs> Caption is me after my midweek psychotic breakdown. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Well, here we are again. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. That's all. Oh, like, that's it. That's all like, that's <laughs> anyway, I'm going to find this thing quickly. It's so fucking funny. Tyra Banks is one of, I think, the most chaotic reality personalities of all time. She's absolutely unhinged. Entirely and completely. In a lot of different ways. Absolutely. Okay, here we go. So this is Beyonce, I believe. Yes. Okay. Ready? Yep. I'm ready for a different interview with Beyonce. Beyonce. When was the last time you bought something in a store? <laughs> Seance. If you could communicate with anybody that has passed away, who would it be? Brionce. What's your favorite type of cheese? Grayonce. <laughs> you get older, are you going to dye your hair? Clayonce. Have you ever voted on American Idol? Slosha Fierce. When was the last time you was a little tipsy? Squasha Fierce. What sport do you like to play? Pasha Fierce. Who's your favorite Spice Girl? Washa Fierce. Do you sing in the shower? Joshua Fierce. Which Josh do you think is sexier? If I were a hoy. I know that you like to take vacations on boats. If I were Tolstoy. Can you do a Russian accent? Is this, is there more? No, 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 no. Um, the fact that it kept going well and truly overstays its welcome. <laughs> Literally, like is so funny to me. Maybe three were funny, right? Maybe after that, absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely, and that is why I've come up with a few for you. <laughs> okay, Badison. <laughs> What's the worst thing you've done to someone? Am I, am I supposed to answer the question? Yeah. I need two seconds to think of it. What's the worst thing I've done? It was actually to my brother, Mackenzie. <laughs> this is really bad. Um, when we were younger. Do you remember that game online? <laughs> is everyone's going to be there? Did you catfish your brother? No. I, no. No. <laughs> Worse, I actually very severely affected his mental health. What did you do? Spit it out. Do you remember that game um, where you Club Penguin? No, where it was like a it was like that little it's like a question game where you would type in an answer. Yeah, and 
sorry, you were typing a question yeah. and it would seem like the AI comes up with an accurate answer, but in fact, you've actually you've typed it in, and typed in the answer differently. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did that. And I asked, you scared the shit out of him? No, even fucking worse. This is genuinely <laughs> awful. Um, I asked the question, who does mom and dad love most? <gasps> <laughs> yeah, but the answer is me. And That's pretty bad. It's really fucking That's terrible. That's trauma. He sent it, um, yeah, he was pretty young then too. He probably would have been like eight or nine. <laughs> it sent him into a spiral even right on that second. I was like, no, I lied, I promise. And I did come clean at that moment, but like retrospectively. I feel like that triggered some pretty bad things. Savage. <laughs> I'm only laughing because looking back, that's no, it's extremely funny. It's traumatic. objectively funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's object I'm sorry, Mackenzie, but it's objectively funny. <laughs> but it's so terrible as well. Anyway, I probably should apologize you to you. Really for said that. you a twelve year old psychopath, sociopath, literally said <laughs> literally. I know what a funny prank will be. <laughs> affecting my brother for the rest of his life. <laughs> Literally. That's kind of a slay. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Okay, anyway, let's continue. <laughs> I can't Matt- believe I just admitted that live on the pod. <laughs> Sorry. Matt Dyson. Who's somebody that's dead that you would have dinner with? <laughs> I think my answer today is very different to what it usually be. What it would usually be, but today the answer is Elvis Presley. <laughs> I have some real <laughs> questions. <know>. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Madison, S-O-N. What's your favourite boy name? Christopher. I did, that one just came straight out. Madison, S-U-N. What's your favourite time of day? Twilight. Iconic. <laughs> Madison. Have you seen Made in Manhattan? No. <laughs> Madison. What's something you find the most attractive in a person? Um, being able to come up with a list like this after seeing Tyra Banks do it. Madishun. Who's someone you hate right now? Nicholas. <laughs> um, Tyra Banks. Madishun. <laughs> Who's someone you're really into right now? And you can't say me. Chris Evans. Seems like a safe answer. Yep. Mattis Gun. <laughs> Why was there such a long silence just then? I wanted you to think in your answer. Okay. Mattis Gun. What position do you take on gun control? <laughs> um, I'm all for controlling the guns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for guns. Okay, that's all I have. That was pretty good. That was pretty good, right? That was good. How long did it take you to come up with that? <sighs> One to two. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> that was unhinged. That was we iconic. started off. I'm gonna really... make my own clips right now, aren't I? <laughs> oh god, yeah. We started off really intense, and then from there, it really. Matt is fun. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite board game? Sequence. That's a serious answer. Matt is done. How is well this a done segue? do you like your meat cooked? I don't eat meat. I'm a vegan. <laughs> Mattis Bun. What's your favorite hairstyle? Interesting. Yeah, that one. Lit. Okay. <laughs> Do I have much else to talk about? I, I really feel like you should have finished with the Mattis Done and then we're like, okay, now we're wrapping it up. That would have been a segue. Uh, no, that would require forethought. <laughs> uh, I think that's 
pretty much it. I really can't reciprocate that questionnaire because we've not I'm talked so about Lord of the Rings. I do want to have a debrief. Okay, so for context, Maddie's never seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy. No. And then in the past two weeks, she's watched all three mm-hmm. and generally really enjoyed it. Yes. I'm a fan. <laughs> Nicholas and I got into an argument. It was a miscommunication. Yes. Should I just insert those screenshots to prove how <laughs> fucking dumb you are? Said <laughs> with love. Um, no, she was like, I mean, I love them, but I have like some complaints, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, same, yeah, so fair. I don't. And feel she like was like, said that. I just don't think objectively they were well made. Yes, I did say that, and I said I was Miss Ma'am. Definitely, are you? There was some absolutely there. Gonna word it like that? Yes. Because after me ranting mm-hmm. for 30 minutes <laughs> literally he about went how off. groundbreaking and impressive it is that the production quality has stayed as good as it is for this long on <laughs> such a low budget, she then voiced to me that she actually just meant structure-wise the story was... <laughs> all over the place. All over the place. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> it's really true. <laughs> and then I had to go back and... Um, I think her wording, objectively not well made, made me think, how dare she criticise the CGI and the practical mm. effects and the set design and the costumes and the sound design and the score and the acting. Absolutely no complaints perfection. there. It is. It is. Yeah, and, and it's not what she meant. So I apologise for a 30-minute oh. rant about the production quality. <laughs> Um, I mean, uh, after about 10 minutes, I was like, oh, he's really serious about this. She was like, oh, I I'm just going to let him finish. I kind of replying. Yeah, I was like, just let him get this out. And then I finished out. and I was like, so you're telling me I went on this rant for no reason? <laughs> you just said it wrong? I'm going to fight you. Anyway. Um, pretty funny, like retrospectively. <laughs> At oh, the yeah. time, I was like, but I triggered something. The whole point of this conversation was it made me realize... That everyone has a little bit of Elon Musk fanboy in them. <laughs> Something they'll defend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For no fucking reason. And they get irrationally. Because I got irrationally. Worked up. Worked up. Literally the amount of times Nicholas said, meet me out the back. We're going to have to have 50 said, cars Meet me this. in the fucking alley, bitch. <laughs> Literally like five or six times. Literally. I was ready to fucking <laughs> absolutely Ezra Miller you. <laughs> That feels like it was an inappropriate comment to make. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's too topical. He went around Hawaii hitting people. I know. You it's shouldn't objectively make wild. <laughs> and not the Olivia kind. <laughs> um, yeah, and in the end, it was a miscommunication. So I apologize for ranting for 30 minutes. In which we actually but had the exact same opinion. We had the exact same opinion. Yes. A little bit iconic. Of me, if you ask me. I mean, definitely. I was there was there was a level of vehemence there that I haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> I did, also didn't realize I had that much passion mm. for the series. But anyway, no, genuinely, after about three texts, I was like, "Oh, he's like genuinely upset." It was at that moment she <laughs> yeah. realized she had fucked up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but then and it made me realize that oh yeah, we all have a little bit of like irrational defense in us. Yes. Because you know the, you know how. Like Elon Musk fanboys are constantly like, yeah, protecting him from like valid criticisms. Yes, there's not that many pieces of media that I'll do that for. I'll never do it for a human. It's like I'll never get I'll never get a tattoo of like a singer or an actor's like 
moment or what like a song lyrics or something yeah because i'm like what if it comes out that that act that that singer is a fucking raging racist yeah yeah it happens more often than you'd think thank mcfuck i never got any harry potter tattoos or anything literally i mean J.R.R. tolkien's dead so J.R. tolkien tolkien J.R. R. tolkien's dead i'm not sure (laughs) he can't be I mean, he was alive in, like, the 20s, so he was probably racist. I was going to say posthumously outed as problematic. Ooh. Anyway, just don't get me, like, pop culture-related tattoos. You'll Yeah, regret. You'll likely regret it. Probably. And that's why you're lucky with your Percy Jackson tattoo, because it can kind of double. Really, yeah, yeah. So that's probably the caveat. Just, yeah. if, it can, if it can be tweaked. <laughs> hit it. <laughs> if it can be like, Percy Jackson, I've never heard of that. This is just Although I fully, I fully trust Rick Riordan to be, like, accurate innocent and wholesome his whole life um percy jackson is the one exception to that rule then yeah <laughs> you can get overtly percy jackson related absolutely <laughs> absolutely um what i mean you'll you'll probably do that for a lot of game of thrones get that defensive um uh, i don't know maybe i would have at one point but you definitely get that, not anymore what, what would yours be yours would be like one direction um yeah but and now it would be less about actually critiquing like the boys themselves, and is more just generally being defensive about. Yeah, that they were a good band, but that like <clears throat> people shouldn't be hated for liking them. I oh, get yeah. irrationally defensive about that. I feel like that's rational. Oh, okay. Well, then that's not irrational. Hating really people know. that like something in pop culture just because what they like is popular. Yeah, is I think the lowest hanging fruit. It's really and true. I'm absolutely guilty of it. <laughs> I mean, I would say that I am in some instances too, yeah. Anyway, so um, now we have to find out what defensive. you're irrationally defensive about. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are some things, but I don't know. What if I said Underwater starring Kristen Stewart is a bad movie? Well, I would absolutely agree. Fuck. <laughs> I don't think that, by the way. <laughs> I quite like it. I don't know then. No, me either. Me either. I'm sure there's something. We'll have to, we'll have to keep an eye out for it. We'll have to think of, mm, I don't know. Gagged. Yeah. That's it. I believe. I'm really thinking about this very deeply, but yeah. <laughs> I believe I've covered pretty much everything. Yeah. Yep. I'm good. We can do our What the Fuck of the Weeks. Matt is done. Okay. Cute. Do you have a What the Fuck of the Week? No, of course not. Okay, my What the Fuck of the Week this week <clears throat> is... Do you remember when we lived together in I the very, apartment building? Yes, I do. Um, Ooh, what I, a time! <laughs> I was reading a book series and I finished it, and I was um, like, a me- like I actually like was mentally affected. I, <laughs> I was like depressed and like. Oh, when we were living there, you mean? Yeah, yeah. And we went to the shops the next day, and I'm like, guys, I'm sorry, I want to die. <laughs> this book series had such a fucking depressing ending mm. <clears throat> that I want to die. Right. Do you remember that? Vaguely. It was because it was the same. It was in February. I think February. So really? No, 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 no. no. It it was June. It was in June because I remember this book series had queer protagonists. Right. um, And it ended really depressingly. But the book series itself is very good. It's the Half Bad Trilogy. Right. By Sally Green. Um, I got so emotionally affected because (laughs) I finished it the same day that Netflix cancelled Sense8. Ah. On the first day of Pride Month. Right. A show that's very, very queer. Yep. That was bad optics. Anyway. 
<laughs> that series has been adapted for Netflix. Oh. Uh, as a TV show. I'm not sure you should watch it. I think I'll be fine. I'm like, now you know how it I'm is. I'm removed enough now. Yeah. I know of it. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, um, so they're adapting the Half Bad trilogy. Right. And personally, I think Half Bad is like a good name for a TV show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So bad. Like it's solid. Like, sure, it has its downfalls in that people are going to be like, why would you admit that your show is Half Bad? I'm like, no, that's the title because he's Half Bad Witch, Half Good Witch, like Dark Witch and Light Witch. Interesting. Um, Netflix UK. Okay. Announced this week that it would be premiering by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll just read out the statement. A new eight-part drama series is coming based on the gripping trilogy of YA books from Sally Green. Half Bad is set to star these people. <laughs> and then that was the original announcement back in, like, January. Now they've updated it and said, All eight episodes of The Bastard Son and the Devil Himself, formerly known as Half Bad, are landing this October. Whack. When I tell you, I am baffled, <laughs> beguiled, <laughs> and absolutely... I can't think of another B word. <laughs> okay, basically my whole point is the marketing department's really fucked up on this one. Yeah, that's an, a weird I'll name. read the title again. The Bastard Son and yeah. the Devil Himself. Yeah. And whilst that is an indication of what the narrative is, mm-hmm. that's such a bad title. And you want to know why I think it's a bad title? Please, share. One, because it's long. Yeah. And we already know that long titles don't do well. Harley Quinn and the Fabulous yeah. Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Um, so that's got that going against it. Mm-hmm. Two, which I think is the biggest whoopsie doopsie whoopsie, mm-hmm. is that you cannot hashtag it. So that's any fair. social media chatter mm-hmm. is going to be diluted across multiple hashtags mm-hmm. that cannot be tracked properly to yeah indicate to indicate engagement yeah which engagement on social media is a huge part in yeah one netflix's marketing strategy yeah because netflix doesn't really market they just say yeah here's a show tweet about it yeah everyone know so it can't be hashtag properly because it has the symbol end Mm. in the title never a good sign so an ampersand amper 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 whatever (laughs) (laughs) so the lead actor in it jay like her joe um, literally in his bio on Twitter has the hashtag. I'm going to show you because the absolute, you see what I mean? Oof. That's unfortunate. All it tags is hashtag the bastard son. Yeah. And then the rest, it does not count because of the end symbol. Um, so that I think is a major, major fuck up. Mm. And it will hinder the show's social media marketability. Um, and then my other main point is that putting... A curse word in the show title immediately rules it out from, like, 85% of public marketing. Yeah. That means they're no longer allowed to put that title and that poster on billboards. Mm. Means they can't show it in Piccadilly Square. Yeah. Means they can't, like, show ads and stuff until after 10pm. It's, yeah. So it's just like a triple threat of fuck-ups. It's a long title. It can't be hashtag for social media. And it has bastard in the title, so standards, standards and practices will not let it be marketed yeah. before 10 p.m. or yeah. in public. I mean, look, I personally have no problems with the title itself. I think it's kind of cool. However, as you say, from an actual, like, realistic marketing standpoint, it makes no sense, particularly when the original title was fine. Was fine. It's like, why would you do that? Yeah. What was the choice behind that? I'll tell you what it was. What? They wouldn't excuse to cancel it after one season. 
Truly. Did you see they cancelled the lesbian vampire show first kill? No, but I'm not surprised considering how everyone was like. People were mad. Oh, really? Yeah, but then I got mad because they were using like Heartstopper and stuff as like a defence and they were like, why would you renew this show that's cringy and bad that stars two male gay characters and cancel our show? And I'm like, there's a lot to be said about the gay communities, the gay male communities, misogyny when it comes to queer women. Mm. And it's something very real that we have to address. Mm. But don't come after my sweet show that's, like, <laughs> wholesome and does a lot for representation on multiple fronts. Mm. Just to, like, mm. prove a point about your show. I don't know. Yeah. You know? I do. Anyway, what's... what's what's? Oh, no, I haven't been thinking. Wait, I was going to see what the other um, tour called. Wait. Mm. Sally Green. Okay. So we've got Half Bad, Half Lies, and Half Truths. What was the overall series called? Oh, no, that's not what it's called. They were, they were two short stories. My man. Um, the trilogy is the first one's half bad. Mm-hmm. The second one is half wild. It involves elements of shape-shifting. Um, and the last one is half lost. I think it's... either of those three was pretty good, right? Yeah. But overall, it's known as the half bad trilogy. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I see no problems Also with that. iconic. I'm just seeing this now, but... The ratings on the first two are five stars, and then the last book has two and a half stars because of the same way about it that I do. Anyway, what's your what the fuck of the week? <laughs> um, my what the fuck of the week is, um, I don't really have one. Oh, I took this thing off this week and moved it, but the indent has been left on the table, and that makes me really sad. From the microphone clip? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. I don't know why it did that. R.I.P. I know. I don't. I can't figure it out because the only way it would have done that, the only way that leaves marks on here is if there was moisture. But why would there be moisture under there? I don't know. It doesn't make any what sense. What a conundrum! I know. It's weird, isn't it? What I'm going to give you a different bad? what the fuck of the week. No, that one's pretty important to me. Now that I've seen that, my what the fuck of the week for, <laughs> for Maddie, Maddie. <laughs> is that more people need to listen to the song Tracy Grimshaw. I don't know what that is, so this doesn't feel very Maddie. By Australian rapper, artist, Mulalo. I will link to the video down below. Okay. It's full of Australian pop culture references. <gasps> Fucking iconic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Left, left, right, left, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. Shake my ass. Gonna wake up, Jeff. Iconic. Lyrical artistry. <laughs> also, um, a, a lyric that I forgot to mention last week about about um, "Super Freaky Girl" by Nicki Minaj. Yeah, because there's a line in it in in the second verse that's just, just go, that goes on applications. I write pressure because that's what I apply, and I think that is the pinnacle of songwriting. <laughs> on applications, I write pressure because that's what I apply. That is pretty good. That's fucking iconic. That is, yeah. That's yeah. all. Okay. Okay. What are your socials? You got three, two. <laughs> Lady Alice 101 on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, Twitter too, I think. Uh, if you want to follow Harness Creation, which you should, and you should also visit here. Do you know what my actual what the fuck is? You just reminded me. You said Twitter. Is that fucking um, nude scene that you sent me? <laughs> With Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, that we talked about last episode? Yeah, that was 
That was that was a lot of dangling penises. For those that don't know, Aaron Taylor Johnson did a movie with his wife, um, a million little things based on a book that was the author of the book was like, so this is my real life story. This is a biography. Oof. Autobiography. Autobiography. This is my autobiography about my real life where I struggled with alcohol addiction and and then my liver fell apart in real life because of my alcohol addiction. And then it came out he was lying the whole time. It was all fake. And Sam Taylor Johnson, who we already know has questionable morals for dating someone who was underage, um, she was like, yeah, this is going to make a good movie. Well, she did. Um, anyway, he stars in this movie. <laughs> I have too much, like, knowledge. Uh, yeah, in like. Obscure. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, the, uh, this movie has, a, I, like, so many nude scenes mm. of Aaron Taylor Johnson. And everyone was absolutely shooketh because he has a gigantic penis. He does. Uh, but um, mostly my thing was it was just dangling everywhere. The scene that I saw was like a tossling in the bathroom scene. Yeah. And there, there was just. And there's like a whole other scene where he's literally just dancing with his pants like. Does it hurt? On his thigh and like his penis all the way out. Does it hurt when you like move around a lot and your penis like wiggles? Because it hurts when we bounce around and like our boobs bounce. It hurts. No. Oh, not when it, that, this is TMI. Not when it's flaccid. Oh, okay. When it is erection, <laughs> then it does. Then it's a different story. It also hurts to pee when it's when you have an erection, right? Dude, does <laughs> it? You? I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Oh. It doesn't hurt. It's just really fucking difficult. Oh, you can't sit on the toilet and like you'd have to like absolutely squish your nuts <laughs> to like point it down. Interesting. That makes sense. You have to stand up, but then have you seen that movie with Zac Efron where he has to like lie on top of the toilet because? Got a boner that won't go? No. <laughs> it's like a rom-com. No, I haven't seen it. Oh. I didn't know it existed. Yeah. There's like a scene where he's naked and he has to like lie huh. on the toilet with his weenie facing down because he can't get rid of his erection. And it's like, well, that's the only way he can pee without making a mess. Makes sense. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I've learned a lot in the last 30 seconds. This has been a sex educational episode. It has. Wow. How fun. If you want to follow Hannah's creation, <laughs> this is what I call marketing. Warner Brothers should hire me. I can make that budget for those two movies last for five movies. Um, you could. I believe that. T. Um, if you want to follow Hannah's creation on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, at Hannah's creation. Yes. Or you can book a podcasting session or a photography session. Yeah. Online. Hannah'sCreation.com.au.com.au. Um, and if you want to follow the pod, you can at WTFH Podcast on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. Links are all down below as usual. Cute. If you want to follow me on TikTok or Twitter, you can at NIC underscore Shushi. And that's that. Should we get me real? I don't really feel like it would add any value to my life. Now that's what I call being real. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.